0: Brian
1: Nickers. Bernard pulls the trigger. And This is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers
2: means throw it. Once the neck, goal, it's the net. Get it tested. Pushed up the three. One goal. Rebound. Rebound. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are listening to Nickish. Uh, it is February 26, 2022. And uh, first order of business, real quick, we did our second drop of hoodies today and hats, so make sure you check it out on nick-ish.com. Um, we had great reception for the first drop, and we're excited to see what happens with the second drop. Make sure you get yours today. Uh, second order of business. Um, today, this episode is not just by Mo and Nafi, but we are... Happy here to introduce our third podcaster, uh Faiz, who has an Instagram account of his own, New York or Nothing, and we are so lucky to have him join us to be a regular podcaster. So Faiz, what is going on, man? How are you doing today?
0: Yo, what up, my guys? I'm good. How's everything with you guys?
1: Cooling, man. Uh, I figure we should officially say welcome back because our last episode, we had you as a guest, but you know I mean? You made such a good first impression. We're just like, all right. I mean, I guess we expanded the Nickish family. Boom. And as uh, my partner laid out, you know what I mean? it felt like the perfect fit. But, yeah, man, why don't you uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? I know we didn't get into that last time, but, you know, just uh, just let them, uh, you know, appear inside your Nick's fandom. You know what I mean? Like, to, to tell us about it.
0: Man, you know, there's a mutual connection between the three of us being these Bengali kids born in Queens and uh, uh, a lot of diehard Nick stuff going on here. A lot of diehard Nick-ish going on here, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, growing up, a uh, huge fan of the Knicks, just just bleeding a lot of New York pride. Uh, I'm just a product of the city, product of Queens and uh, always supportive of, of my team. Uh, New, the only real team in New York, if we're really going to keep, keep it frank, and, uh, nice. I, I'm a, I'm a fan of other teams too. I'm i I'm, I'm a huge Yankees fan, huge giants fan, but the thing is, uh, no, no team represents New York city, like, like the Knicks. And, you know, uh, I, I, I watched the Knicks since I was, I was coming up, but those, uh, those those stat mellow years is really my formative years of becoming becoming a Knicks fan. So got to see a little bit of winning back then. And I, I've been hooked ever since, like like a fiend with his first crack hit, you know? Mm. So that that 2012 season was real formative. And I'd say those those next few seasons of turmoil after uh kept kept me still going just because I feel like I learned a lot about basketball then. And you know, here we are now. Um Watch, watching this team <laughs> running running to the ground. To be honest, right now, but uh, yeah, man, I, I'm never leaving this team. Diehard Knicks fan. Uh, I'm always here. And shout out shout out to the Giants, and Yankees too. They they wrap New York too, but nothing like the Knicks.
2: Absolutely, That's man, and Mexico basketball. Exactly, and you know everything is just laid out is fits perfectly for us here at Nickish. You know we started this shit three three and a half years ago. We call ourselves non-expert kids, you know, non-experts from Queens talking about Knicks and a lot of dummies out there. We just wanted to, you know, give out that information, the real information on what's going on with the Knicks. And we thought you're the perfect guy to join us here. So, you know, welcome aboard. We're happy to have you on. And I think a lot of our listeners are going to be happy to have you on our show as well.
0: Yes, sir.
2: sir. Um, Moving forward. So basically, let's let's talk about what's been going on lately. Um, I think, you know, before we get into the All-Star weekend and yesterday's game, um, Mitchell Robinson, uh, you know, good news on his part. You know, his father was found after a couple of weeks. He did go missing, um, and you know, Mitchell's putting out posts, um, basically asking his dad to come home. And you know, and I think it was on the news, but you know, it looks like as of yesterday, his dad is back home, safe and sound. So I think um, you know that that definitely bodes well for him. And you know, thankfully, the the Robinson family is good, good for now. You know, good to go. Yeah, man, it's it's, it's nice to
0: nice to have family things in order no know what that's like
1: yeah yo i can't even imagine what like was weighing on his mind like i saw people being harsh on mitch after last night's game obviously we'll get into last night's game later but i'm just like dude literally found his dad 24 hours ago so like i can't even imagine what he was going through mentally what his family was going through so yo prayers up and happy that uh they reunited you know i mean that's uh it was was scary bro when you seen that headline that's crazy shit
2: yeah yeah all right, we, we might as well just get through the rest of the news that, that's out there before we, again, get back into All-Star weekend mode. But D. Rose is out uh, for we don't know how long with uh, apparently a minor procedure to his ankle. We know he was out for a couple of months, again, for an ankle injury. And he it looked like it was good news when he was you know doing full practice with R.J. Barrett, but news came out yesterday that he's going to be out for a little longer and potentially the rest of the season. And obviously yesterday we, uh, at the game, we saw Quinn Grimes go down injury with a partially dislocated right Patella. So not so good news right now. Um, so with D Rose and Grimes out fights, how you, how you feeling about that as far as the rotation goes and how, how big of a dent this is going to be for our playoff aspirations?
0: Uh, I mean, we were, talk- <laughs> <laughs> we were talking, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about That's it. We were talking about it last cool. week, but, uh, that that play and push we were talking about, it, 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 any hope of that definitely is gone, in my opinion. Uh, I, I'm more frustrated with the Derek Rose news because uh, it wasn't even to win games and make that play and push. I really wanted to see uh, IQ and OB benefit from Rose's mentorship and just just passing ability overall. So that that that's a real big frustrating part of that. Um, it also sucks just to know that. You know a guy like Derek Rose, who has the injury history, he does seeing him go have another minor minor surgery that he needs, it's it's not it's never good news. So him being out for the rest of the season is frustrating, but hey, I'm gonna try to make a positive out of it. Hopefully, we can get some more deuce minutes now because we got to see a little bit of him last night, but hopefully Tibbs Tibbs is pushing for that. I like Tibbs's rotations last night. I didn't really have too many complaints about it. He played the young guys and You know, it's also frustrating to see Grimes go down because if you ask me, the two players that I want to see on this team on the starting lineup going forward are RJ and Grimes. I know those two for sure. So seeing someone who could benefit from those minutes is frustrating, but at the same time, maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Don't want to talk about an injury like that, but hey, maybe we get to see much more Cam Reddish minutes right now and we get to make a real decision on this guy because that's something that's that's coming up, looming in the off season. So let's try to make a positive out of it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I just thought it was funny how, like, not funny, but like in a haha way, we're like that same morning, the New York Post dropped an article. D Rose is our savior. I feel like he's seen that shit. He's like, nope. <laughs> he called his surgeon. He's like, yo, that second one, put her up right now. Let's go. <laughs> you know what I, mean? <laughs> and he, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, I wasn't seeing him as a savior, but like you would say, like any kind of chance at the plane or whatever, I feel like that went down the toilet. and – now we got to see it as a positive because like now we're going to get exactly what we want. We're going to get the kids to play. They're going to get their time. And it just sucks that like, like you mentioned, like Grimes went down last night. And, I don't know how y'all felt, but, you know, <laughs> if we're, we're digging into the bad news before we get into the good stuff first. That shit reminded me of like the shump injury is uh, like his like rookie year. Um, It's two different injuries, because like, I think Shump tore his ACL, but at the same time, it's, like, it's kind of eerie, you know what I mean? Like, 10 years later, we got a promising rookie, a two-way force, you know what I mean? Ugly, ugly knee injury, and I don't know, bro. I mean, it it put a damper on things, as far as, like, last night, because we should have been celebrating last night, even if we did lose. But that that's, that's my biggest takeaway so far, at least as far as the injury situation we're seeing.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess the only bright news for the Shump part is that he ended up going to the chasm was a key player for their championship run that one season. He was, though, bro. he was there. He was out of here. <laughs> I know. I know. But, you know, with with Grimes, I think with his shooting ability and his his defensive prowess uh, and the fact that it's a partially dislocated, again, I know doctor, but it's definitely better than a torn ACL. So I don't think they get really gave him a timetable, but I think there's still a chance Again, with my zero knowledge of medical medical shit, maybe he comes back this season. Uh, but if they want to shut him down for this season and give him a chance to recover, I think that's perfectly fine. I, you know, I think R.J. Barrett, even though he dropped 46 last night, still felt a little early because he was talking about ankle pain. But I think because he dropped 46, we're going to look over that. Um, but no, let's let's talk about the All-Star game. Nafi, what, quick, quick thoughts about Obi Toppin. Shout out to Obi winning his dunk contest and being the fourth Knicks in history um to win a dunk contest which i which is apparently the most from all the franchises out there that's all um, bro
1: that's, uh, that's more great. slap, it dunk, more more dunk, slap dunk, more
0: slap dunk, more slap dunk championships than regular championships put that bro. on a banner put that shit on you a know I banner mean, right now know,
1: fuck the lakers fuck the celtics we got the dunk contest banner you know what I mean? but no nah, i mean props to obi i feel like it, it's it's got to be like some like some real crazy shit where like a Nick wins a dunk contest and everybody says it's the most wackest dunk contest ever and it was whack, but that's not Obi's fault. All them other dudes are scrubs and Obi had some crazy stuff in his bag. He was waiting to whip out and he didn't get to because the competition was scrubs. But what I want to say though is it's fuck Reggie Miller, fuck TNT because how like are you? We see our young boy win the when the when the win the, win the, win the whole thing basically, and their interviewer goes up to him like mm. "So everybody said this sucks. Thoughts?" <laughs> put the mm-hmm. mic in his face what do you expect them to say like oh that's their opinion but I'm happy like, you answer it professionally
0: OB like, like, OB still answered it super professionally yep yep
1: yep but nah I mean other than that that's my biggest takeaway from the dunk contest like fuck, fuck TNT <laughs> at the end of the day you guys are supposed to be promoting the product so even if it's whack at least it's big up the winner you know what I mean like y'all had to just straight up dampen his parade or like put rain right on his parade but that's my first takeaway what about you, Faiz. What, what do you think of the dunk contest?
0: Yeah, man. I mean, the whole thing about it, it's a contest. So the competition part of it sucked. Obi was great, in my opinion. He, he. I mean, yeah, does he have better in-game dunks than he does in, during the dunk competition? Yeah, you know, it's, it's fun to see it in-game. But the competition itself sucked. Jalen Suggs or not not Jalen Green. Jalen Green was buns. Like you can't do nine attempts. How'd they let him do nine attempts? I guarantee you if Obi took more than three tries, Tom Thibodeau would have came out and said, cut that shit out. Cut that shit out. Like (laughs) no no one's (laughs) letting him do that. They got mad leeway on that. And, you know, shout out, shout out uh, Juan Toscano Anderson. He had some pretty good dunks, but the competition in general was whack. That's the reason it was whack. And I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the NBA all-star weekend could take um Take a lot of benefit from, from just changing up. Changing up the formatting of it, we obviously know that uh, in this day and age, the three point contest is is where where it's at. That's where everyone's interested in. You're, you're seeing players flock to play to, to participate. So maybe switch up the weekend. How about we do the celebrity game on Friday? Do the dunk contest on Friday? Get that over with. And this rising uh, rising stars game is super exciting. All these, it's like an all star game for the young players. Let's put that game on Saturday night. Make that the main main. Uh, highlight of the night, do the three-point contest skill challenge before that, and then you do the NBA All-Star game on Sunday. So you get a a basketball game every single night. And you know while we're at it, get some real celebrities in there, man. None of these celebrities play basketball, (laughs) man. Like, these guys out here double dribbling, don't know how to handle the ball. Like, yo, I want to see Adam Sandler handle the rock again, bro. Like, I need to see good celebrity players. Like, this is frustrating. (laughs) Now, you solution for that?
1: You know, I was real quick to add to that the celebrity thing though. Like, put money on it. I feel like if you make it like a hundred grand, two hundred grand, you'll see all these rappers pulling up some you know, fundraising you know I mean? shit, some fundraising exactly. Or you know like... what I mean? Just make it, uh, spice it up, spice up the whole weekend. But nah, go ahead, Mo. If you get a yeah. No, you challenge.
2: knew this shit was gonna be the worst dunk contest in history once Jalen Green pulled out that NFT just to take it off. <laughs> he put it around Yo. his neck. We looked at it for a second. I, I think the the time length they had it on was longer than the like shorter than the actual NFT. Then he takes it <laughs> off and then he. Takes nine attempts for a dunk that What's never happened. What's
0: Isaiah in? Thomas gonna do with the NFT? He barely <laughs> knows how use to that. use. He don't he know how to use know. his phone. He was barely <laughs> knowing how to put in the the, the score for the dunk, bro. And you gonna give him an NFT like? And Yo, no,
1: well, the the, well, the fundraising idea. Yeah, you know, I'll do one better. What made the dunk contest the worst is when I saw fucking Cole Anthony bring out the Timbs. He starts doing a little dance. And you see Greg Anthony just kind of awkwardly holding the Timbs. Like, <laughs> that shit looked like, like, you know what I mean? Like, when you have a toddler, you just take him out the shower and he's, like, fucking <laughs> dancing, You're just trying to catch him. That shit looked like Greg Anthony, like, fucking Cole Anthony right there. Like, what were we doing, bro? Like, why do you think that would be a good idea? <laughs> I, I like that better than
2: the NFT, at least. I, yeah. I wish he put on a Yankees fitted, put it on backwards and tried to do whatever what was he was trying to do. But I think the fundraising idea would work better for the dunk contest as well. If they put money on it, fundraising and and if they brought out guys who are not in the NBA and they probably they try to do like a two and two kind of thing, it might entice the NBA players for more competition. It could also go the other way because a lot of NBA players shy away from the dunk contest competition because they don't want to look. They don't want to look foolish.
0: You you could tell FanDuel's in New York now. Sports betting is New York. All we talking about, put some money on it. Put some money
1: on it. I'm saying, though, bro. (laughs) I mean, another idea I heard, I think this was – shout out to uh, Jenkins and Jones, funny-ass podcast. Their idea was – just put rudy gobert under the rim for a dunk contest and just dunk on him. <laughs> like just like not even rudy gobert just get like some of the most mean shop lockers ever and like make it like that you know what i mean where like there's pride on the line you yeah. gotta go dunk on like tall ass dude i dig that you know what i mean like imagine getting to come with tumble out of retirement <laughs> for the no, dunk no, no. contest <laughs> see Obi just yam it on him and do the finger i'd pay for that i pay to see that oh yeah <laughs> Uh, Any thoughts about the uh, three-point contest, though, Fais? Um, I know you you had a couple ideas thrown in there, but, like, I think I like the contest as is, but it's just, like... I don't know. It just feels like we should, we, there could be, there's like a missing element there. I don't know. I don't know what to put my finger on with that, but I I like,
0: I like the contest in general. I feel like we should, we should just like focus on it a little bit more in terms of like, make that the spectacle of the night. Cause that's what, that's what this NBA is about. You got little kids uh, going to LA fitness with a shooting sleeve, shooting threes like, like Steph Curry, um, Maybe put some more big men in there because, like, yo, Cat made it interesting. I don't know if you guys saw the FanDuel odds, but Cat um, was actually the underdog, like, by far uh, for the oh, night. Yeah. You so, know who you're talking to? <laughs> yeah, my
1: wallet. Thanks, thanks, FanDuel for that. Uh, for <laughs> oh, that. I'm going leave it at that. <laughs> nah, my dumbass
0: took Luke Kennard, bro. I took the white boy because I thought wow. white boy could shoot it, you know, but, yo. I think maybe adding some more big men would make it interesting just cause like, you know, get like maybe big men versus sh- like guards type of, type Jeez. of situation. Cause everyone's shooting the three nowadays, but I don't know, man. Um, I think I think the, the three-point contest was cool. I think the, the skills contest was cool as it is. And, you know, altogether, the All-Star Weekend was – it was good. It was what it was supposed to be, a refresher. It's better than the Pro Bowl and better than the uh, MLB, whatever bullshit it's called. Like, love those sports. But, nah, NBA All-Star Weekend is the best. Definitely want to go there, hang out with some rappers and shit one, one, of these, one of these years. Bring it back to New York, man. I saw the next few years is like – like after Cleveland, it's like Indiana. Like all these weird ass places. Like I don't wanna see who I don't wanna see Quavo and Jack Harlow courtside in Indiana. Like what?
1: Bro, that's why that's why I that's why I feel like the next celebrity games are all gonna be ass, bro. what kind of celebrity is gonna wanna, wanna pull go up to, to Salt Lake City, Utah? Salt
0: Lake City, like- yeah
1: like Mitt Romney like fuck yo, that. they better Imagine they better bounce back you know, like bird.
0: they better bounce back right after though you know like right right after Facts. all these shitty ass cities they better move to a like back to New York back to Atlanta back to you know the central hubs of the culture
1: right I get what Adam Silver is doing like yo okay we got to kind of throw these small markets upon. like oh y'all are special too here's your you know gold star y'all feel y'all snowflakes are you know special but this All Star celebration, like you said, it's supposed to be celebrations it's for it's supposed to be for the culture. Put it in L.A., put it in Miami. Just alternate between those two. You know what I mean? The like East Coast, West Coast. I feel like nobody would mind. That'd be dope. You know what I mean?
0: You're gonna sell out, out the All Star. So many... You're gonna sell out the All Star game every single year. Exactly,
1: then. bro. Mm-hmm. Yo. I don't know. That's just my take. But, uh, yo, major thing I feel like before, you know, we sleep on it, is, like, the 75th anniversary, bro. A huge celebration. Uh, we had some good Knicks representation on there. Uh, I think Mo got the full list. But, yo, just off top, shout-out to Mellow, Clyde, Pat, bro, like, the big three of our franchise across different eras.
0: Earl the Pearl with the Reed.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah. so shout-out to the legends, bro. Yeah, they got a dope picture, especially
2: with, with Melo and Pat. And it, you know, makes you all feel nostalgic about the good times, the better times. (laughs) And uh, it makes you think about this time when we don't have that kind of superstar on the team. Well, actually, maybe Uh, we uh, do. uh, Maybe, uh, uh, maybe, maybe we do. We'll get, we'll get, get, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um, But no, the 75th anniversary was cool. It was, it's, it was dope seeing Mel get his flowers, especially since we all saw what was going on three, you know, three seasons ago when he wasn't being put on any Mm -hmm. team, he looked like he was getting blackballed, but now he, you know, it, it feels like redemption and vindication for mellow and well deserved too. So, gotta love it. Uh,
0: Thanks. did you, I want to ask you guys, did you guys uh, think anyone really got snubbed? Like, not even in terms of the Knicks, like you know, Clay Thompson, Joy Howard. Like, who, is there Howard. anyone That's you would have taken out? Anyone you, you guys would have taken out
1: Dame, bro? I know who is the same. resident yeah. Dame yeah. Dollar stand over here, not for he top got seven, albums, not, not for top seven, five.
0: He, he's a top no, 100 but not top 75
1: exactly like i feel like people and dwight did himself no favors with like what his reputation has become off the court and shit but people forget bro i was there we was all there there was a point where people are like who'd you build a team around lebron or Mm -hmm. dwight that was an argument for mad years rightfully so like we're not to the gen z listeners out there that's not no gas no bullshit that was actually a thing there's a poll where dwight was like that dude best big man in the league for like a decade and then we saw what happened. He went to Houston, had beef with Harden, went to L.A. or I don't know. I think I got that mixed up. Either way, we saw what happened. He became a journeyman. But I think at no point in Dame's life as an NBA career was he ever better than Dwight was. That's my take, my own yeah. humble opinion. And, how and
2: Dwight Howard was top three. Not, not even just one of the best big men. For, for a while, you could argue he was probably number two after LeBron, maybe three after D. Wade That during that 2008 yeah. to 10 seasons. Um, another name I want to put out there, I think Draymond Green got snubbed. Ooh, I think okay. I speak on it, you know, a lot of people talk about Klay Thompson. I, I think he got snubbed too, but Draymond Green is a, is a name that not a lot of people talk about. And he, he was there for every championship that there was. And without his defensive prowess and winning, you know, defensive player of the year and being the best big man on that warriors dynasty, they, they might not have, they probably wouldn't have won those championships that they won, you know? I mean, yeah, he,
0: he's on par with Dennis Rodman in terms of like one of the greatest defensive IQ players ever, but I don't know, I, I guess it's like with the top 75 thing, I'm gonna have to push back just because it's the top 75, man. That's why guys like Dave seeing them in there, it's, it's kind of frustrating. It's like, yo, this is the Anthony Davis, come on, guys, like this is this is a joke, like this guy's not this guy's maybe a top 75 most injured players of all time, street clothes type of shit. But <laughs> I, I don't want Dwight Howard should have made it over Anthony Davis, like stuff like this is it's kind of frustrating when you're talking about the story of the NBA because now. I don't know if you guys know how it works. They did a top 50, and they had to keep those 50 players in this list. So now Anthony Davis is going to be a top 75, top 100, top for all time. Like, you got to do better with these lists, man. I don't know who the, who's voting on this, but, you know, maybe Nick Ish need to vote on this because mm, we, we do a better job.
1: That's what I me, mean, bro. Like, I, I dig the Dr- – I'm, I'm a Draymond fan, but I think I might feel like kind of side with Faiz. I don't know if I'm willing to put Draymond in that top 75, but to be sure, Anthony Davis, like his – his resume is pretty good so far, but I wouldn't put him there either.
0: Maybe, um, maybe a top seventy-five talent-wise, because that guy is exactly a yeah. generational two-way player. Oh, like the sure. things he can do, but like we're talking about not just like accolades, we're talking about playoff performances. Like, yo, I don't, I don't count that bubble chip. Don't give me no L.A. Fitness bubble <laughs> chip, bro. I don't want to hear about that.
1: That's a fact. Um, And like to your point, you made a good point though about just like they kept all the original fifty. And I feel like a lot of people. I remember when the list started trickling out. People were surprised that a lot of those old time dudes from the original fifty list were still on there. You know, the dudes from like the pre, you know, yeah, the, 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 the segregation era. You know what I <laughs> mean? You know what I mean the pre-integration, pre-civil rights. You know what I mean? People was just like, ah, you could replace those or have them have their own separate list. And I, w- I was down for that idea because this, of all the talent we've seen in the league since then. You know what I mean? Like it's okay if like Bob Cousy isn't on the list. They get bumped down a little personally.
0: bit. Yeah, exactly. They get bumped right. Down.
1: But they they didn't – they they kept them, and I I guess it's out of respect. I dig that, you know what I mean? But it it fucked them now because, like, you got dudes like T-Mac, bro. He wasn't on the list, right? They didn't put Mm -hmm. T-Mac top 75, and he's definitely – if he's not top 75 ever, he's definitely top 75 most talented. That dude is a monster, bro. He's a monster, and he's not even on the list. Like, I don't know, man. There's several nitpicks we've had, but I did think just overall the vibes, just, like, seeing that celebration of just, like, the game itself, and seeing all these legends hang out. You know what I mean? That shit felt like some shit you see in like, your daydreams. You know what I mean? Just like, oh, LeBron interacting with fucking MJ. But he walks, MJ walks over to Luka Doncic, mm-hmm. gives him a hug. Some shit like that. that. That's dope. You know what I mean? As a basketball nerd, that shit, like, felt good for the soul. You know what I mean?
0: Yo, honestly, as, as someone who loves the NBA drama, too, it was hilarious <laughs> seeing bad. uh Ray Allen go up to LeBron, dap him up, and then KG just, like, <laughs> just looking around and shit. Like, yo, these NBA players are petty, man. Yo, you got the what? Uh, Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan, oh, like, yeah. Get, they, they, they like, yeah, they were like giggling on the side, man. Oh, that was <laughs> that had me in tears, man. I, I live for the NBA T that's, that's what that's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: just great, man. To, to, 30 years ago, 30 years ago, and IT is still talking about it, probably.
1: <laughs> that's and they, your, they still cut on him. Scotty Pippen didn't even show up because of all you know, he's been talking shit about MJ, Yo, right? Yeah. he shook, he didn't even show up. You know what I mean. <laughs> Listen, MJ Andy runs Brooks.
0: the NBA, we don't want to see Scottie Pippen, bro. F- future, he, he probably still stressing about future, man.
1: <laughs> Trying to get his wife back. <laughs> he's <still> in process. <laughs> yeah. <Yo.
0: laughs> he oh, working well, on yo. it.
1: MJ do run the league, though, because, like, bro, that was LeBron's hometown. You know what I mean? He had some great reactions. The whole crowd was against Steph Curry, you know, LeBron's nemesis. But they would MJ pulled up, I saw Whoa! it was, like, back in the day. Oh! It was that like back in the day when Stone Cold would come into the WWE, you know what I mean? The glass would break, the whole crowd would go crazy. That shit felt like exactly like thought, that. You
0: would have thought Michael Jordan played in this era, bro. The way they were cheering.
1: exactly, yeah. bro. He came out and it, I thought it was cool how like he, he was walking up, and he just sees LeBron, he just gives him like a quick grin and just like <laughs> keeps going. He like, yo, kiss the ring, beautiful.
0: <laughs> man, All Star uh, Weekend, All Star Weekend was a vibe, man. All Star Weekend was a vibe, but
1: facts, I don't facts, know. I, I don't want to bring us down, but I did want to shout out Black Mamba, bro. Like he should have been there too. side that picture of all the Lakers legends, and uh, there's one person missing there, right in the middle, bro. You know what I mean? So yeah. rest in peace, greatest of all time. You know what I mean? So it just sucks He's that sweet. he couldn't he couldn't be there to to you know, savor the moment because that shit was beautiful. Just him. he the, earned it, man. He should he should have been
0: there because that guy's a top. Top player of all time. So, like, yep, in that yep. top 75 by a long shot. So, he it, would it have was... gotten a,
2: a high reception. He probably would have gotten a higher reception than LeBron. Oh, probably. I'd say probably. Probably.
0: Probably. One of those players that, while he played, everyone hated to play against him. But once, you know, after that last game, everyone just—you know—how much respect everyone had for Kobe and you know, adored th- by fans throughout throughout the nation, man, throughout the world. Forget the nation, forget U.S., man. He's one of the most popular players in in the whole in the whole world, and man, Thanks. it it was the still nice bucket. seeing. It was still nice seeing Vanessa there, you know, representing for him and, and, and whatnot, but gone too soon, man. It's it's unfair. You're, you're looking at all the other NBA players who passed away because, yo, the NBA history is really short, man. It's only been 75 years. Like, the, all the other players that passed away, they all played probably in the 40s, 50s, like way long ago. And then you see such a young face, man. Frustrating. It's, it's, it's real frustrating.
1: Rest in peace. Rest in power. So all we can say. You know what I mean? Mamba forever. You know what I mean? Um. All right, I mean, we're ready to talk about last night's game. I feel like we hit on the bad news from last night's game, you know, Grimes being out. So let's talk about the good news. Let's 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 use this time, fellas, to celebrate our one true king of New York City. The cornerstone Star Jay Barrett. cornerstone. Yo, shout out to Sean of TKW. He coined the term Star J. beautiful nickname. We riding with it. You know what I mean? So Star J Barrett, he came back with a vengeance, bro. I remember we were all kind of nervous because, like, he was saying his ankle hurts. Should he be playing? RJ shut us the fuck up. I said, okay, yes, sir. Mm. <laughs> he's not a young man no more. He said, shut up. I'm going to get this 50 or 46. I'm like, okay, all right, cool. <laughs> but uh, what's y'all takeaways from last night, bro? I know we, we actually all saw the game together. That was lit. That was dope. Good time. But uh, what'd, y'all, what'd y'all think of our, our son? RJ, I mean, yo, last 20 games, averaging 24 points
2: per game. And officially after last night's game, he's leading the team in points per game. He, he mm. leapfrogged Randall. So I think this is this game is, I think it's a passing of a torch kind of game. He was a 1B to Randall's 1A. And now officially, I think we can we can say with confidence that R- RJ is now the 1A and Randall is the 1B. Um, and it's not even an argument right now. I mean, he dropped 46 points and not just from threes. He did it in a multitude of ways. He's, he's posting up. He's going off the right, going off the left, crossing there, step back three. You name it, he did it. And he, you know, he put up about 22 free throws, of which he only scored 14, but that's okay. Uh, the fact that he got to the line that much is important. And the the craziest part of it all, it was against an elite defensive team in the NBA. I, I'm pretty sure the Heat is a top three defensive team just by stats. And the fact that he he imposed his will on Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, and those guys, that's that's music to my ears. And despite the L, the score was 115-100, but we watched the game. The The real game was a lot closer than what that final score will tell you. And I think him him scoring, you know, about 40% from the three, and now this was his 6'30-plus game, he, and five of which were this season. Uh, I, I, I'm i loving what I'm seeing from R.J. Barrett right now. Five, what about you? How are you feeling?
0: Um, I'm going to say, uh, keeping on the theme of that R.J. Barrett Batman commercial last night, <laughs> uh, it seems like RJ went from being Julius's Robin to now he's the Batman, or you could call him Nightwing if you want. You know, when when he takes on the new role, but uh, yo, it's nice to see RJ like that. It's nice to see him. Get do that on a national, in a nationally televised game against the Heat, a team that I wouldn't say he struggled against, but a defense that it's hard to play. It's, it's hard for the Knicks because what, what the what the Heat defense will do is uh, they'll 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 force us into into schemes that we're not really used to playing through. Our, our offense is a lot of read and react, and yo know, R J was reading and reacting, man. Uh, like like uh, Mo was saying. He, it isn't just what he scored. It's the way he scored it, scoring in a multitude of ways, seeing him get offense and bringing together the game that we've been seeing him develop over the last few years, whether it be shooting threes by setting up his own shot or catch and shoots, which, you know, he's already good at the catch and shoot, but dribbling into his own shot. That was, that was real nice seeing him manipulate the rest of the offense, asking for screens to get switched onto players like Duncan Robinson and Tyler hero, who just can't guard this guy man he's built like a brick house you've seen him taking it to the chest of Jimmy Butler taking it to the chest of Tyler Hero Uh, it it was nice to see that especially because a lot of these guys, a lot of these NBA fans talking about Tyler Hero better than RJ Barrett. Yo, let me see Tyler Hero put up a complete game the way RJ does, whether it be on the defensive end and the offensive end. We saw a lot last night like in terms of RJ finishing over defenders like Bam, uh, post-up taking advantage of mismatches, and like most. said, taking advantage of the fouls i love seeing him draw fouls uh that's what we wanted from him you know great to see rj develop the three-point shot but you know what we expected from him coming into the nba was that inside game drawing fouls and whatnot so great to see him draw those fouls one slight criticism i'm gonna give it all i was saying last night i want to see him get better with those free throw shots because yo he's getting a 50 points right there if he just Finishes a few more free throws, and I don't want to. I don't want to put that little blemish on a, a gorgeous night. R.J. deserves his flowers coming back from from a uh, from a stupid Tom Thibodeau forced injury. You know, he he really showed us. And man, I, I'm, I'm gonna say one last thing. Man, screw Julius Randle, bro. Why he snatched that last rebound out of RJ's hands, bro? He could have had a forty-six and ten game. Like that's that's a that's a that's accolade, you know. Forty and ten. I, I want to see my young guy get it. But yo, I love I love what we've been seeing from RJ. I love the aggressiveness and l- let's keep it going. Let's keep it going because now we know who we're building the team around.
2: You you mentioned the exactly. fake fans with the Tyler Hero, and you quoted the fo- the crazy part is we're together, so we obviously couldn't hear the TV because you know we're we're at a place. But during the halftime show, I I don't know who it was. Someone from, it was either Stephen A. Smith or someone else in that crew was saying, let's not obsess over RJ uh, about the Knicks. Let's talk about Tyler Hero. This is at the The half. After after RJ dropped 30 points at the half, they said, let's not obsess over the Knicks. Let's talk about Tyler Hero.
1: Bro, I almost forgot about that. Like, that was infuriating because, like,
0: Yo, Stephen A. Smith is the same guy who's like, Yo, RJ's only a lefty. Ties up his right, bro. These guys don't watch the games, man. You got like that's what we're trying to say. You could look at a box score and say, Yo, yeah, RJ had forty six points. It's the way he gets the points. It's it's mm-hmm. the multitude of like the things he's added to his offense, and on top of that, him opening up his game opens up the game for other guys. But man, screw the rest of the team, bro. Nobody showed up besides RJ last night. Like that's you. You don't win a game when your your other star player, your quote unquote. 1B goes what was he like 2 for 11 from the field like he had all his points on free throws come on man 2 for 15 some shit like that like that's frustrating man that's frustrating to see
1: I do want to say though i think they caught rj like frustrated with himself that he's missing the free throws because he was telling like i think he was talking to me he's like i could have had 50 you know what i mean like he was that close so i like that he's self-aware and that's what we've been digging about rj from the very beginning he's self-aware and it's like you brought this up he's offline but i'm gonna give you credit it's almost like how Kawhi adds a different piece to his game that's what we're seeing through these three years you know what i mean like what i saw like drew Hanlon posted this video on twitter that that pull-up three he did right in like hero's uh face you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that that's all repetition in a heart work and we know RJ's been working on that like he's pretty clear and transparent about what he focuses on every summer and then he does it on the court that season and like what what this tells me and like t- kind of goes back to the start of our combo we were talk about like this might be kind of a silver lining that D-Rose is uh, shut down Kemba shut down whatever I don't even think we talk about Kemba but yeah shout out to Kemba no longer with us rest in peace but um with uh <laughs> with rj he's not actually do does a, he's not but like his reputation might, might might as well be yeah that's but with that's rj awesome. <laughs> the silver lining is that he's gotta get all those on ball reps we've been feeding for him to get and like yeah it'll get ugly sometimes you know he had some ugly turnovers but nah that's that's youth i'd rather see rj make a dumbass turnover as infuriating as it is than like randall do the same turnover because randall's like six years older you know what i mean and I don't know, man. I don't want to shit on Randall too much. I did that in a couple episodes. Give him props for like him turning up recently, maybe getting that trade value back to where it needs to be. But last night it was literally felt like y'all ever seen that clip of like uh, Skip Bayless trying to cut off Darren Sharper, mm-hmm. or like not Darren Sharper, mm-hmm. uh, Shannon Sharp, and he's like yelling like, "No, it's my turn. It's my turn." <laughs> I thought like that was that was Julius at certain points last night. I mean. You know not to hate on our own guy but it just was kind of funny that like when RJ goes off like that Julius just can't seem to like kind of match that same energy. I don't know if there's you know what I mean like he's maybe just, that's goes to Tibbs coaching, you know?
0: He's just not as good an off ball player. And like you know, I, I love I-, I loved what Randall has to bring, but you know we, we should have seen it last year. A lot of it we were looking at it with graduation goggles like super excited about just having a good player but we should have noticed that randall's game it comes from uh, a lot of uh, ball dominance like he, he's not a, as good an off-ball player and i know a lot of people gave that title to mellow where he was a super ball hog but you know say what you want about mellow off the ball he could still shoot off the ball he could exactly. still you know rebounding whatever it be, may be but randall's game feels feels really forced and man Screw it. I don't want to I don't want to hear any of
1: this Randall shit. I just want to talk about RJ, man. Cause he yeah, you yeah. I, I saw one more RJ no, one more Julius point talk to your point about Melo, though. And I told you this at the bar. I was like, you see Julius have mad mismatches last night. And I feel like this is the story of his career as a Nick. He goes mad slow, even when he has a mismatch and he almost invites a double. And I get it, he wants to draw the attention, get a shooter. But I remember when last year people said Melo couldn't live up to what Julius is doing. I'm just like, yo, bro, anytime Melo had like a little guy on him. He went quick. He went bully. Not- you know what I mean? Like, and if he missed that, that layup, he got the putback easy. You know what I mean? I don't see that quickness from Julius. So like, yeah, we can, we can move off from Julius, but I just wanted to kind of add to your point, Fais, because it's like, I remember the, the disgusting comparisons last year. I'm a mellow stand, So I just had a, I mean, not to shit on Julius, but I'm shitting on his people last year that were like, you know, writing soliloquies and articles saying like, yeah, we've never seen a Nick do this before. That's because we never seen Nick's play in an empty arena before. It was mm. televised YMCA games. Like, Are you kidding, are you kidding me? Like,
0: I'm gonna use your All point right. about Julius to build on on something for RJ. We saw RJ last night having that quick decision making, like taking advantage of mismatches, seeing that hey, I got I forgot Vincent the the I don't remember the shooting guard from the Heat on him. He just starts posting him up, and you know it doesn't even gotta be a layup, like turn around, jump shot. Like just just take advantage and make a quick decision. Like even when you're getting the mismatch in terms of getting the right the the right um right defender on you when you get the right switch on you taking advantage of it by taking the jump shot at the right timing and yeah man it, it's great to see rj play the way he is star j I, I didn't like the broadway barrett nickname i saw for a while i thought that one was kind of corny but star j i'm liking that star j barrett right.
1: broadway barrett that's like some boomer shit like yeah. no, no, no shots <laughs> at our older who still fans, go to
0: broadway shows man It's covid like
1: right <laughs> So you, nice. what's, what's your take on a
2: nickname? <laughs> no, I'm not saying I, I, I fuck with Broadway shows, but no, no, I don't fuck with, I don't fuck with Broadway Barrett. Uh, no, but like all, all love to RJ Barrett. We still lost the game. And I think we have to address the fact on, on, we have to address the reasons why we lost this game. And I think the biggest one is the fact that we don't have a point guard and the numbers mm-hmm. that the, the actual player that I'm looking at, that's not a point guard is Mitchell Robinson. Cause he, he has zero points last Whoa. night. But he played for almost 30 minutes and he only had one attempt. What that tells me is that there's no point guard setting everyone up, breaking down the defense, getting him the lobs, or doing, you know, putting up shots closer to the rim for him to get rebounds. He, he, he got nine rebounds, but eight of them were defensive rebounds, so you know, either all the shots were falling or, you know, the shots were for, were so far off that they, were, they weren't close to the rim, but Mitchell Robinson wasn't getting his chances, and he's been playing well. Just as RJ's been playing well since the turn of the calendar, Mitchell Robinson's had that uptick as well, and he only got zero points, five fouls. I think, I think if we had a proper point guard, Mitchell Robson could have gotten at least three, four, you know, field goals, and that that would have gotten us closer to the game. So a point guard miss free throws, it's it's just Alec Burks isn't that guy, and unfortunately IQ isn't that guy to be the playmaker of the team right now. His role as a second year player is to be that spark off the bench. I'd rather see IQ over Burks you know, at the, at the one as a starter, but you know, IQ IQ needs to step up as a playmaker. If he's really, if he's really that guy, I know he's not yet, but I want to see him attempt it more instead of pull, you know, doing the 30 foot jumpers and, and just bricking them. You know, he is an excellent shooter, but he shouldn't be getting the green light the way he's getting it right now. What what, what do you guys think? So he
1: was making those last year. You know what I mean? So I think it's just like, I'm not even mad at him. Like actually no, last time I'm not you know you saw it. I was pissed when he like in the fourth quarter. You could tell there was like third possessions he wanted to pull up, and I was like, don't do it, don't do it. And then, like the fourth try, he did, and he bricked, I was like, damn it, IQ. You know what I mean? Like you could tell that whole fourth quarter when he was on the court that he wanted to have like that backbreaking shot. And I respect the the audacity. You know what I mean? But like yeah, to your point, it's like it's not working the season. But I do feel like we've seen growth in other elements. Um, And I feel like that whole pure point guard thing, like that idea is maybe a little uh, um, overrated because I do think not that Deuce McBride is the answer, but we don't know whether he's a question mark or not. You know what I mean? We saw him last night get like that, uh, that fright treatment, just come in as a defensive specialist. Like this is fucking baseball. You just bring him in, you know what I mean? One pitch, put him back out, you know what I mean? Like I didn't get it. I'd rather see Deuce get those on-ball reps, especially more time with Mitch. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Deuce can do that, feed Mitch off the lob. We've seen it at least early on, and then I think he shit the bed when he suddenly got a random start by Tibbs, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then uh, he never saw the light of day ever again, but yeah, I mean, I feel like we don't know if he's the answer, but I'd rather, you know, at least now that everybody's gone, Kemba's gone, Diors is gone, get Deuce in there, let's see what we got, you know what I mean? At least that's my take on, like, kind of the Mitch problem and the point guard issue, you know what I mean? What yeah, think, I mean,
0: to your point, like, through, through the team having COVID and everything, Deuce really stepped up, and he showed that, whether it be defensive, whether it be scoring, whether it be setting players up, he has it, but... We just need to remember he's a first-year player. Like, yeah, if you throw him into the water as a starter, he he is gonna have a, a few issues. But I'm gonna bring up something I heard on uh, Jonathan Macri's, uh post game last night. He was talking about the difference between Alec Burdick starting and IQ starting. Is IQ maybe like five or ten percent better or five or ten percent worse? We don't even know. But I'd still rather take that risk and gamble because you're giving a, a young player the the reps that he needs. Because at the end of the day, like I mentioned before to you guys, IQ is part of our future for now. Maybe we trade him, maybe we don't. Who knows what happens? But he's more realistic in our future than Burks is. So why not give him the on-ball reps playing with guys like RJ, playing with guys like Randall? Because like we also talked about, you put IQ with players like Randall, players like RJ out on the floor, Um, he's not going to take as many dumb shots. He's not going to have the opportunity to take as many dumb shots. So I I really want to see more of that. And, you know, um, real, real last point before we move on from last night's game, I want to, I want to give Tibbs a, a slight shout out because last night I liked his rotations much more. I know mm. we've been real hard on Tibbs. I'm still on the fire Tibbs train, but I like that he gave Jericho Sims minutes over Todd Gibson. I'm going to acknowledge the progress and I'm going to acknowledge that he even did put Deuce in for a few minutes and then we we all talked about it. He played small for a little bit. He let Randall, yeah, OB he shocked. had like, I, it was like Cam Reddish OB, RJ, IQ like it, it was some was nice. fresh li- yeah, it was fresh yeah. lineup. So, you know as much as I want to hate on Tibbs and stuff I want to give him a shout out for, for last night's lineups. And I'm really hoping till the end of the season, we see this, especially with Derek Rose going out, like being out Kemba, being out of the rotation officially. And uh, with, with Grimes out, maybe we get to see more of reddish and whatnot.
2: Let me, let me ask you guys this. Cause we, we see in the fourth quarter, so far it's mostly been Alec Burks handling the ball. Last night we saw a little bit more IQ handling ball in the fourth quarter. Would you guys rather see IQ handling or would you rather see Randall? Handling the ball in the fourth quarter, bringing up the ball.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with IQ just because we know how turnover-prone Randall is, especially in the fourth quarter. And you, all three of us saw it last night. Even in the third quarter, man, we play Randall so many minutes, he's getting so gassed. He's just, he's just prone to having more turnover turnovers where iq maybe he might not make the right pass or take the right shot but he's not turnover prone but you know I- i'm gonna throw another name in the mix what about rj we saw him in, in in the fourth handling the ball a lot more and he looked he looked pretty good with it what do you, what do you think so
2: my response my quick response to that is the reason why we're seeing randall turning over the ball a lot more in the fourth quarter it's because he's playing the brunt of the minutes in the first three but yeah, again a lot of those games were without rj and now that rj's playing the level that he's playing at he'll probably be getting the brunt of the shots in the first three quarters and if you let Randall kind of get his rest while RJ's putting in the work he'll he'll be less tired in the fourth quarter to be able to handle the ball we saw RJ turn over the ball three times in the fourth quarter last night and that could be as a result of putting up as many shots as he did and Randall only had one one turnover because he wasn't putting in that work that he normally does and I think objectively, Randall is the best playmaker of the team, even though he has turnover prone. Easily. So if he doesn't, if he's not that tired from the first three, because RJ's putting in the work, let Randall set up RJ more in the fourth quarter. He needs to, you know, get the double. He'll still have RJ open and vice versa. RJ still has capacity of being a playmaker. He could get the double because we did see a lot more last night. The heat was doubling up RJ a lot and he could pass the ball out, but either way, it's not always going to be Randall getting tired, especially from what we're seeing from, from RJ bear, at least last night.
1: I do want to shoot Julius some bail, though. And this is his third season with us. Every all post, like the first game after All-Star break, without fail, he always plays like ass. So I'm going mm-hmm. to shoot him some bail. You know what I mean? I feel like Randall's the type of dude where like he has a layoff of any kind, like a break his rust is crazy you know what I mean because I feel like it kind of goes to the point where like he almost just looks like a football player that just learned how to play basketball but he's not like a natural hooper aesthetically that's what he looks like to me so I feel like he doesn't have that rhythm that a natural hooper would have where like RJ he just came back off a layoff he put 46 points on on their heads you know what I mean Julius he's out there looking like he never played the game before (laughs) you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I think you know maybe next you know since RJ's back we can see some of that chemistry rekindle Mm -hmm. and a lot of it like yo Props, you you're right. Like props and tips for at least surprising us. You know what I mean? I feel like he's feeling the heat, the pressure from the media, from front office. But I feel like with moving forward, if we could see a little bit more of RJ Julius pick and roll, like Julius setting those picks, and like if we do see some more of that small ball, I feel like that could work. And like yeah, Obi isn't a floor spacer as as far as like putting him in the corner, but. You know I mean, I'd rather see RJ like get those, you know, those fourth quarter ball handling minutes. So when you pose that question, Mo, I was gonna say, is there, you know, is there an option C, like none of the above? Cause I was gonna say RJ, like to Faiz's point. I'd rather see him get those fourth quarter, uh, like uh, ball handling minutes, crunch time, like ball handler, playmaker, whatever. And I feel like in the third quarter, him and Julius can like split that load, especially with Julius. He's like a rhythm player. Let him get those like those, those ISO possessions in the first, maybe second quarter. You know what I mean? Let him, let him get, feel himself, but I don't want to see any of that shit in the fourth quarter anymore. You know what I mean? We're past that. This is RJ's team now. Like Julius should not be isoing in the fourth quarter for the rest of the oh, season. Absolutely because, not. No. You know what I mean? That's my take at least.
2: Yeah. I think, I think whoever isn't, just because we don't have a point guard, we're, we're we have to resort to this. It should be either RJ or Randall, whoever is less tired. Fuck it, give them the ball, let let them go through with it. And if RJ is able to have that energy in the fourth quarter, which he might be able to, you know, he he's able to log a heavy load of minutes. That's and he's able to handle the ball well. Then I think that's good. I think this summer, ball handling and assists is probably going to be his priority. Um, so it'll be good to see
0: now. Yeah, wh- uh, my bad one last quick point to the rj handling the ball in the fourth we've seen it last year where what he'll do is he'll spread out his minutes where uh, in the first three quarters he won't push himself too much and then he'll know that in the fourth he needs to really like push a full throttle and you know take over the game he did that against the grizzlies the game we we beat uh he you know he took it against john it was a really important game in that in that uh streak that we won in the end so hopefully we could see a little bit of more of that controlling the pace controlling his his energy and whatnot
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Pivoting over to tomorrow's game, the Knicks are playing at home against the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. (laughs) And they got a new superstar on the team. One, James Harden, who made his debut last night. And he scored. Pulling up the box score
1: right now.
0: I know Embiid had 30, and I know Harden had, like, at least eight assists minimum.
1: They look like a natural fit, bro. I, I didn't get the people that were like even questioning their fit. They're like, "Oh, they're two ISO scorers." I'm Come like, on. have y'all ever played ball? Anytime the two best like one-on-one scorers on the on the playground got together, they knew how to play because they're hoopers. You know what I mean? Like it's simple. Bro, on like, top
0: of that, Harden is the second in assists this year. Playing exactly. on a broken, playing on a broken Brooklyn Nets team. Like, how do you not see this? Besides that, the rest of the Sixers team is stacked. Like, I, I, not mm. stacked like a, a Heat roster or something, but like stacked. Isn't they have players who can. Benefit from Harden passing the ball because their point guard is Tyrese Maxey. Not to say anything bad about the kid, but he's not, he's not really like, he's not ready. He's not ready for the NBA like yeah, that. More but score now. Yeah. yeah. So now you have someone like Harden who's who's ready for the NBA and whatnot. So
2: good Lord. He he went seven to 12 and still dropped 27 points.
1: Drive those, those free throws. Seven
2: man. to 12, 27 points, five threes, eight free throws. That, that math is so wild to me. How you drop 27 on 12 shots. Um that. and maxi dropped 28 points and b dropped 34 points. So looks like what they got there. Yo, how much they Harris had he yeah, six points.
0: They beat the Timberwolves <laughs> by like what 30 30 last night? Like 27? Something like that, right? Yo, like they, yeah, they 30 31
2: them. points. They and cooked the them wolves... last night. Wolves are Dude. good.
0: Yeah, man, the, the wolves NBA beat NBA the grizzlies two nights shit. before. Like last the yeah, two nights yeah. ago. The... Man, All right, the NBA... boys. What
2: are what are the Knicks gonna do to <laughs> to go how do you strategize when you're going up against James Hart and Joel Embiid on the same team?
1: I'm gonna let to take that one first. Yeah, go you ahead. got it, bro. You got I, it. I, I, right, I, I, go I'm gonna
0: start. I'm gonna start by telling you guys there's no way we win this game. Take the take the Sixer <laughs> spread. Take the Sixer spread. It's a it's a Sunday afternoon game. We know how the Knicks come out on Sunday, like afternoon games and whatnot. It's it's just not a good mix for us. Uh, on top of all that, it's MSG. You know, Joel Embiid, James Harden. These guys love playing in those big arenas. They love playing in those in those types of situations. And you know, James Harden's gonna want to put on a show. Like I know he didn't play for New York, but he played in New York, so he's gonna want to come out and show. Um, I don't know. I, I think. Um, there isn't really a good game plan in terms of stopping them. Uh, I don't really think Mitch could guard Joel Embiid. He, he's a good defender, but uh, any of these big men who could really have the chance of shooting outside on the perimeter, Mitchell has struck, uh, struggled with them. And uh, I would say just get in the passing lanes. Cause we're going to see like Joel and Harden try to really uh, develop a, a, a chemistry together. So getting in the passing lanes would be my, my best recommendation, but you know, it, it's going to be a slaughter. It's just about how you stop <laughs> the bleeding. So fair. fair. Slaughter fair. at the garden. Blood blood in the garden for real tomorrow, man. Ugh.
1: Facts. Facts. I kind of agree with all that. And like, but that's a good point, though. Just like they're still kind of getting used to each other. They are kind of like elite players. So, but there are gonna be moments where we could capitalize on like some chemistry miscues, you know what I mean? Where Harden passes somewhere where he thought a player would be, boom, we could get that, you know what I mean. But yeah, I think it's gonna we're gonna get you know they're gonna wipe the floor with us. And I was just thinking, like Taj didn't play last night. I think it's because Tibbs put him on ice. He's like, "Yo, ice up, big man. We need six hard fouls tomorrow against Embiid." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, and to point,
0: Taj is, is better at at getting like with those technical defensive stances against a player like Joel Embiid versus Mitch, who's just kind of athletic and. I don't know man. I'm not looking forward to watching tomorrow's game. Harden's about to wipe the floor with us. I mean, let's see. Maybe maybe RJ could put up a good defensive game against Harden and see what we go from there.
1: I think RJ's type like We've been talking about it all the time he rises to the occasion when he's up against big time wing players. You know what I mean? And yo, know, shout out to Jimmy Butler, bro. He his press conference yesterday was like a work of art. He just gave RJ all his flowers, all his props. He said, "Yo, that kid's going to be in the league for a long time. And he's going to be the face of the Knicks." You know what I mean? So but uh, to that point, just I feel like is gonna see Harden across from him and he's gonna bring it to bring it to Harden. And um, I think that's that's the biggest thing we can look forward to as Knicks fans for the rest of the season. Just that that continued evolution. Because if RJ closes out the rest of the season on like the kind of momentum he brought last night, next season is gonna be crazy, bro. It's only up from here. Like I'm I'm calling all star like a bid for him next season. If if this continues, if last night was just the beginning, you know what I mean? Yeah, everybody go.
2: I think the first game that, that Philly played against New York this season, we won that game. And Mitch actually held his own against Joel Embiid. We won. It was October 26th. I I like I had to look oh, it up because I, I had backwards. to be sure. 112-99. <laughs> well, we
1: thought
2: be good. 112-99. We thought, we thought it was a wrap. We thought we would be second seed this season after that game. <laughs> but um, Embiid had 14 points, and Mitchell Robinson held it down. The thing is that he weighed a lot more, so maybe that, that helped him. But I think defensively, he's gotten better since he's dropped down the weight. That that might not work so well against Embiid.
0: The but Sixers were really struggling in the beginning of the year yeah. to, to get to get on their own footing. So.
2: And they got James Harden now, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you know got
0: the top five player in the nba man can you still believe the nets couldn't make that work can you believe that big three experiment failed i mean shout out not shout out to the nets but good for them for being able to still recover from that and end up with ben simmons seth curry some really serviceable players but Mm -hmm. like man you fumbled a bag of james harden fucking kyrie irving and kevin durant 16 games only man easily
1: if, if Kyrie wasn't, like, thinking this is, like, his summer internship that he could just do part-time, then James Harden would still be there. You know what I mean? Like, if he wasn't a part-time player, I feel like Harden would still be there. I think that added to his frustrations. He's like, yo, I didn't even really want to be in Brooklyn, and then Kyrie's doing this. I'm out. You know what I mean? Hey, I mean, but, the
0: part-time playership might end. You saw Eric yeah, Eric Adams is saying it. that. That's
1: the <laughs> funny
2: thing. It happened, yeah, like, a, it like two weeks after the trade.
0: <laughs> Eric, Adams <is> a, <laughs> Eric Adams is a sleeper Nets fan, bro. He, he They got a promo Probably. code, Eric Adams, to go to the next Nets playoff game.
2: Well, you're serious. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't be I sure do that dude. That dude <laughs> sucks, man. I I don't know about Eric Adams, but anyway, um, that was 2020 when we talked about politics. Uh, <laughs> all right. Anything one. else you guys wanna you guys wanna talk about for today's episode of Nickish?
0: Yeah, I want to say something real quick. I want to say, yo, thanks to both of you guys for welcoming me with like open arms, man. It's it's been real fun so far, and I'm I'm really looking forward to all the work and all the fun that we're gonna be having covering this team. I know it could be real sad and depressing sometimes to see what Knicks fans are going through, but this is what it's all about, man. This is what it's all about connecting, making a family, and 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 growing it. You know, appreciate you guys.
1: Exactly. One thing we'll always be with Nickish, and why we kind of like felt like it was a perfect fit. We're always going to be authentic. We're always going to be real. This is, we're not putting on an act. We're not trying to be like, you know, prototypical analysts or whatever. we non-experts. We just got, we just love the Knicks. We know who, we're just trying to talk, talk about it uh, amongst our, amongst our, you know, fellow fans and uh, brothers. You know what I mean? So like I said, like we said last night, welcome more welcome aboard, bro. And uh, so many more episodes, you know what I mean?
2: absolutely man happy to have you on looking forward to have you on the show every week moving forward man looking looking forward to it uh for those of you guys listening to this episode of nickish we appreciate you thank you uh make sure you follow us on instagram and twitter at nickish show and check out our website for fresh new hoodies and hats nick-ish.com until next time take care everyone peace